This episode is brought to you by the Roster Up Media Network, home to tangible insights for the NFL and fantasy sports. Check us out at rosterupmedia.com. Welcome back to the Giant Up Podcast, baby. We got episode 11 on our hands, people. We're already at 11. Lightning fast. I mean, man, does time fly when you're talking football. That's probably something Joe Judge might say, but who cares? We got a fun episode for you today. It's our pregame episode as we arrive on our second opponent of the season, the Washington football team. We are on prime time tonight, my friends and my people and my fellow Giant fans. It's going to be an exciting one. I got some coffee here. Hold on a minute. Ah, That's good. I just recently started drinking coffee, but who cares? Uh, Follow me on my socials, people, if you haven't already. We got the TikTok at Giant Up Pod. We have the Twitter at Giant Up Pod. And we have my Instagram, which is just at Joe Carjulia which is a little more just about me, stuff like that, where I post things with my friends. I've been trying to do a lot more recently, you know, because who wants to do things, right? It's like, it's so much easier not to do things than to do them. So like, you know, I've been trying to just do more things. Uh, I got, you know, life is short. So, you know, I've been actually, I went to a couple of Met games. I'm also a Met fan. I've been going to a lot more comedy shows. I love comedy shows. The last person I saw was TJ Miller again in Levity Live in the Palisades Mall. So that was awesome. That was fun. But hey, you know, that's just a little bit about me. Who cares about me? Let's get into the thick of it here. We got the football team. Now, people, we know how week one went. Um, it wasn't the best performance. I think the way Giants felt, Giant fans felt before that game and after that game was a drastic 180 because the Broncos are supposed to be a team that we can keep up with. And and I and honestly, I think we should win against a team like that. But I will give the Broncos credit. Like, although the Giants did struggle mightily on both ends of the floor, not the floor, both ends of the field. They are a good team. They're a better team than I thought. And damn, did Teddy Bridgewater play good. I hope that just wasn't our our defense making him look better than he was. But man, did he look good. I mean, there were just some crazy plays that he made. Plays where we had him almost wrapped up in the backfield. He's thrown with one arm. It's so, so much harder to sack than I thought. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater definitely earned some more respect for me. I always was a fan of Teddy Bridgewater. I just love comeback stories and stuff like that. So, like... I always wanted him to come back from his injury because it was a devastating injury. You know, it derailed his entire career as a Viking. And then he bounced around a little bit and now he's got his shot with the Broncos and man is their their defense is good and, and their offense is good. They got some weapons. I mean, we had a, had a lot of busted coverages, but I mean, Tim Patrick and Cortland, uh, Tim Patrick and Jerry Judy mostly looked really good. Even KJ Hamler looked like he could be a deep threat, but Got to give credit where credit is due. The Broncos deserve that win. But we move on. And we have a chance here, people, to just completely erase what happened in week one. If we win in week two tonight under the bright lights where Daniel Jones is undefeated against the football team, that changes the course of everything. People are very down on a lot of things right now. Even some people down on Joe Judge. uh, People obviously down on Daniel Jones for his 
very costly fumble. And I don't know, you know, the only thing I'd say that, and I hate to give up on things, but the only thing I'd hate to say that I've truly given up on, and it was a guy that I gave my fresh start award to is Jason Garrett. It's just unfortunate that, I don't know. It was just unfortunate the way week one rounded out. And we know that Saquon's coming back still from injuries. We know he wasn't going full tilt yet, but the lack of targets to guys like Kenny Galladay, I know he's just coming off an injury, so maybe it had something to do with that. I hope, because every time we threw the ball to him, he made an incredible catch. That's a guy we need to be, that's a guy that needs to yield at least, at least 10 targets a game. I'll, I'll, extend an olive branch eight to 10 targets. He needs to be receiving a game bottom line. Like we gave him the money. We paid him as our number one man. He was one of the best receivers in the NFL, arguably when he was healthy. That's a dude who needs to be receiving that many targets. Um, bottom line. So that's one huge thing that needs to change, but let's go back to the, the guy I've given up. It's Jason Garrett, who knows a lot of questionable decision-making. Um, Barely any shots down the field. I mean, just lacking those explosive plays. And it feels like this year we have those explosive players. We've seen that Darius Slayton can make big plays. I'd love to think that Kadarius Tony can make big plays. He's such a gadget, explosive guy that that was another guy we drafted to make big plays. I mean, Kenny Galladay showed us too. He can make big plays. Throw him up the damn ball. If he's in one-on-one -on -one coverage, throw him the ball. And let's see what that guy can do because... He wins a lot of those contested catches. Like, that's the kind of receiver he is. He's an aggressive, contested catch kind of guy. Give him more red zone targets. He should be a guy we're going to often in the red zone and with actual opportunities to score. So, I mean, let's hope Jason Garrett can bounce back, but it's been years and years of just a very bland type of offense. Running Saquon in between the tackles when that's not even his strength. Um Barely using Kadarius Tony. Maybe they're just trying to work him in even slower than I thought. I don't know, but let's hope that they can. You know, I'm sort of rambling here because the Giants just kind of have me all over the place as they usually do. Because I got a buddy of mine, Tom, who was on the last podcast. He's a good guy. He's a Jet fan, but he's an avid football fan and he genuinely roots for the Giants. He's a genuine guy who doesn't really have any bias towards the Giants, but roots for them. So that's why I, I very much trust his opinion. Shout out to him. And he was just frustrated, as I think we all were. It's like, wasn't this the year that we were supposed to, like, take that next step and start competing like we were last year? Like, but now we got those players where you want to be more than competing. You want to be winning football games now. John Mara said it himself, like, we... It's time to start winning football games. So that's why I think it was frustrating for most of us. Um, because, man, did not only did we not win, we looked pathetic. I mean, it was a blowout. Let's call it 27-7. Maybe it should have been worse. I mean, K.J. Hamler dropped a bomb when he was wide open. There were so much busted coverages. It just looked so sloppy. And that's not a thing that you like to see from a team who's returning everybody in their next year. like. There's no, there was no, there was no coaching changes really like no major coaching changes. I mean, we're adding some, obviously some big play personnel guys, but we are returning a lot of guys, like, especially on the defense. Like that was the most 
alarming thing. Their defense did not play well. It, it was sloppy. Um. So I mean, let's just see how we can fare now against Washington. Now let's let's analyze this game a little bit. We've talked enough about you know the past. Let's 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 cut the past out. Let me take a little coffee here. It's really good. Um, we got we got a Twitter question, and I don't normally talk about my Twitter questions till the end, but this seems like the perfect way to open up against this Washington football matchup. We got a Twitter question from Danny B. Shout out Danny B. He's one of our biggest fans. He's always reaching out, always firing in questions, and all of you guys can do that on the Twitter. I usually post before I'm about to make a podcast, see if there's any topics and questions you guys want to talk about. So get those notification bell on, dude. Slam that notification bell because then you'll know every time I tweet. I mean, eh. it'd be good, man. It'd be good. But anyway, Danny B asked, wait, I got to pull this up exactly because I remembered it and I laughed. So hold on. Because, um, I mean, we all know we're going up against the third string, uh, sorry, the second string QB of the Washington football team today. So here's the question. Who is Taylor Heineken's? You know what? Good joke. You know? Good joke. Who is Taylor Heineken's? Because that's actually the best way that you could possibly put that. Because it's obviously his name's not Heineken's. It's Taylor Heineke. But who is Taylor Heineken's is right. Like, that honestly might be what I named the podcast. Shout out to Danny B for literally giving me just a, handing me a beautiful title to this next episode. Because he's right. Now, we know he's an extremely mobile guy. We saw him in the playoff game last year. He actually competed pretty hard in that playoff game. So I'm not going to come in and underestimate him. I know he's a competitor. I know the guy's a baller. I know he's extremely mobile. So we want to make sure we can, God, I want to, like, it's going to frustrate me if it's a similar situation with Teddy Bridgewater and we can't sack the guy. But this is their backup quarterback for a reason. Let's just start with that. Like, Ryan Fitzpatrick was their starter. He hurt his hip. He's going to be out for a, a decent chunk of the season. And now we have Taylor Heineken. We have our guy that we're going up against. So we we aren't getting incredibly tough QB matchups to start the year. So these are the kind of things we have to take advantage of. Like, in my heart, I still feel like we're better than the Washington football team. I need to see a big 180 from the defense. I need them to see them start playing like the Giants defense that I know that they are because they were horrible on third and fourth down. Uh, because, man, if they didn't get it on third down, they would just get it on fourth down. So that was one of the things that was also extremely frustrating. But I need to see that Giants defense return. Leonard Williams still played pretty good. I want to see him even more aggressive. I want to see Aziz Ajalari even be more aggressive. He had a nice sack in the first game, which is good for a young guy like that. To get the first sack off the board, you know, maybe he's got a little edge off him now. He's got a little pressure off him. So I want to see him play an even better game. I'd love to see James Bradbury clamp up Terry McLaurin. That was one of my matchups to watch. That's going to be something that I think is going to be extremely important because he's a really good receiver. There's no knocks whatsoever on Terry McLaurin. He is a truly, truly special receiver. So Bradbury needs to really keep him contained. Logan Thomas is a good tight end. So I want to see Jabril Peppers or Logan Ryan, whoever gets that call, 
or if there's even a linebacker on him sometimes. We got to contain him. He's a big red zone threat. And they got weapons, man. I mean, Antonio Gibson's a good running back. People are saying he might be poised for a big week this week. I'd like to disagree because I believe in our run defense. We got a stout D-line when it comes to run defense. And I'm not counting that Melvin Gordon 70-yard touchdown, in, in that which was maybe sick. But up until that point, we were actually playing pretty well against the run. Uh, not as good as we have, but we played solid against the run. Um, we got torched in the passing game. But Antonio Gibson's good. I mean, they got guys uh, – man, I mean, they got – they got guys who are going to compete. Like this isn't a team that's going to roll over. We know what's going to be. We know what we have coming when we're playing the Washington football team. They're a team that also competes hard. Ron Rivera's got those guys energetic. He's brought some life back into that football team. I mean, they're going to be a really tough matchup. You're going to see a really, really gritty game tonight, as as we always expect when these two teams go at it. So, but now let's talk about the offense too. And let's talk about the Washington football's defense. So one of my other matchups to watch was Chase Young versus Andrew Thomas. Andrew Thomas actually played a really good game in week one, which is awesome. I mean, there weren't a lot of good things to say about that first game, but Andrew Thomas played an awesome, awesome game. And I'd love to see him gain more confidence and, and really, you know, give Chase Young hell. That's what I'd like him to do because Chase Young is uber talented, man uber talented uh these guys are coming up in the same draft class everyone's saying the giants blew it when they beat the washington football team and lost out on the chase young sweepstakes and we took andrew thomas in that draft so i mean if andrew thomas is going to be our left tackle he's a guy who's going to be seeing chase young for a long long time they're going to be seeing each other if these guys both stay on their respective teams so i love to see him just really contain him like that would be such a bright spot for our team because watching Andrew Thomas be the first tackle off that board in the draft, and there were three tackles that went after him that all were better than him. You got a chance now in year two to show people why you were the first tackle taken off the board. Mekhi Becton already went down with a big injury and struggled really, really badly in that week one game. Uh, Tristan Wirfs, we know, is just really, really talented, and so is Jedrick Wills. Um and I think one of them might have went down with an injury as well. Uh, don't quote me on that, but I think one of them went down as well. But Andrew Thomas has a chance to just show us that he can be our left tackle of the future. And that, to me, is one of the most important positions on the O-line. And I think everybody agrees with that. Being able to protect Daniel Jones's blind side is going to be very important. Now, here's a stat that actually made me a little bit sad, staying on the topic of the O-line. Happy and sad. Uh, Daniel Jones was the least pressured quarterback in week one. And our offense only scored seven points. Uh, people want to say 13 because of that last-minute garbage touchdown. But our offense, when it mattered, scored seven points. And Daniel Jones was the least pressured. People love to make excuses for him. The offensive line doesn't give him any time. And those, although... That excuse kind of gets old. Uh, it definitely does affect you when your offensive line obviously is giving you no time. But hey, Daniel, I mean, even I noticed it. I think we all noticed it. He kind of had some time. Uh, he had some time. I think one of his worst 
attributes Daniel Jones other than the really, really unfortunately timed turnovers he tends to have a lot of the time is his really bad habit of staring down receivers when he throws the ball. Like everyone knows every good quarterback looks off people. You know, he he fakes people out. You look at a different receiver and then you swing that head over to the one you actually want to throw to. We see all the best quarterbacks in the league doing things like that because when you stare down a receiver and literally don't move your head, the whole defense has their eyes on you. And they, and they go, okay, he's staring at freaking Sterling Shepard. He's probably only throwing it to him. And that's a thing in year three. Now you're coming into your third season and you're still like fully staring people down. That makes me a little concerned. But yeah, Daniel Jones is definitely some kind of topic of conversation here because he's a guy that people are giving up on as well. And you know, and people who know me, they know I'm extremely hard on Daniel Jones. Let's talk about Daniel Jones for a minute. Then we'll get back into the Redskins D a little bit more. But... Daniel Jones is a guy that I was extremely critical of. I didn't like when we drafted him. I did a 180 on him after his rookie year. He showed a lot of exciting stuff. Having multiple four-plus touchdown games, three four-plus touchdown games in his rookie year, everyone was excited after that. And then his sophomore year took a big step back. And I was really, really upset with him basically the entire year and wanting to give up on him. And now we're back in week three. And I'll say this, he didn't play that bad, even though that fumble is brutal. He really didn't play that bad. But I, I, I need to see more. I need to see more. Somehow we have to figure out where we can utilize him the best. Like, do we need him to be more mobile throwing the ball? I, I get that it's like nerve wracking rolling him out because man, does he like to turn that ball? Man, does he like to fumble that ball? I mean, every time he runs, I feel like my heart stops. I'm not literally breathing when he's running the ball because, because we all know it's like, oh, could be fumble time. So for a guy like Daniel Jones, I need to see a little bit more. We need to see him growing and cutting out these mistakes that young quarterbacks often make. If he can, if he continues to make those mistakes and have these turnovers and have these times where he's staring people down and, and have these times where he's in the pocket and can't sense the pressure, is not moving the correct way. Those are all things you clean up in your NFL game as your career goes on. And I know he's a smart guy. He's the hardest working guy. Everyone says it. There's just maybe something mentally that's going on and we can't rule out how important it is to be mentally healthy. I don't know the right way to put it. Like there, there there's no way to being I can't think of how to word this the right way, but just like making sure that you are 
100% confident and 100% in it mentally in a football game is just as important as anything because you can prepare all you want. You can work as hard as you want. But if you're doubting yourself in your head, you might be playing a little timid. You're playing nervous to turn the ball over. Things like that. Overthinking certain things. That's going to hurt you in your career no matter what. Hold on. I actually like, like, and that's just my big point on DJ. I think I literally just got a text message from my buddy. A huge Giant fan, Mike Connolly. Shout out to Mike Connolly. Just had a text message about Daniel Jones. So let's read it here. I've been cutting breaks for DJ his entire career, saying it's the O-line, saying it's the plays, but there comes a time where him repeatedly sucking just has to be his fault. Um, listen, this, this is the... This is the kind of conversations that are floating around in giant circles right now. I mean, if you got a group of Giants fans, I guarantee you a couple of your buddies are talking exactly like this. There comes a time where there's no more excuses. You're the least pressured quarterback. I mean, we got to, I don't know if it's the plays, but who knows? You can't have any excuses for this guy anymore. I need to see something tonight. I need to see you. And, and this isn't even an accomplishment in today's NFL today. The Giants better score over 20 points tonight. I'll say that. They better score over 20 points. And I know I'm getting a little intense right now, but I'm sick and tired of putting up like 14 points, 13 points, 18 points. It's like put up some points. Give your defense a break. I mean, do you want the defense to play with more confidence? If they're going out there constantly just like, all right, like we got to grind here because we might only have we might only have 14, 15 points to play with here. We really might only have that kind of window. We cannot make a single mistake. It is very hard to hold teams in today's NFL to to defend teams in today's NFL. It's all about offense. So to I wonder if there's going to start, or if it hasn't already, that lack of confidence in your offense as a defense. That's tough to play with, knowing that in your head, that you you might not know how much the Giants can put up on, on any given night. So I better, I'll say it one more time, see them score over 20, and that won't even be that much of an accomplishment because teams are 30-plus, the good ones. Uh, so let's see it. Let's start somewhere tonight, Garrett. Because if you want to get fired, if you want to get booed out of New York, you continue to put put up performances like you did on on Sunday on Sunday afternoon. If you want to get bullied out of New York, because that's what the New York media does. They'll bully you, man. They're harsh. I hate to say it, but it is a one of the toughest places to play. Because the media is so critical. The fans are so critical of people who don't perform. If Garrett continues to do this, man, you're going to find your way out of here. So show us something. Show us that heart. Show us that grit. Take some shots. Take some risks, Jason. This isn't the NFL from 2002. You got to be a risk taker. You got to be willing to take that big shot and go for that big play because those are the momentum swings. 
Those are the things that change the game. One big play can change everything, and you got guys who can give you one big play. Saquon Barkley, Kenny Galladay, Kadarius Toney. Let's see what we're willing to do tonight. <sighs> this Washington football team, they got their defense. They got their good defensive line. It's stout. We'll give them that. It's stout. So let's see our men go out there and fight as hard as they can against this damn Washington football team. Because I want to win, and I want to see us Giants fans back on the right track talking about when our next win is going to come. Because if we lose this game tonight, we're heading deeper into a place of sadness. This is a turning point in the season for either Washington or New York. So someone's got to go out there and take it tonight. That's the bottom line. Oh, and that's all I got for you today for today's pregame show. Uh, don't forget to follow me on those socials, people. I really love doing this. I really love it all, man. I, I love to be talking to Giants fans. We're going to hope everything keeps growing. The family is just going to keep, keep, keep growing. So we love every new member we get to the family. We love everyone who listens to the podcast. Thank you to everyone who's been watching my podcast so far. Uh, Right now, we got a small, firm, tight group of people who watch this podcast. And the thing about that is it's special because I'm going to remember all these people who stuck around and who were here in the beginning because we're going to fight until this podcast is one of the most listened to in the Giants community because that's all I want, man. That's all I want. I just want to reach as many Giants fans as I can, talk to as many Giants fans as I can. Because what better is there talk, to talk about than football, huh? What better is there to talk about than sports? Sports are just so sick. I mean, I can't get enough of it. If sports weren't in my life, I don't know what the hell I'd be doing. Like, I don't know what I'd honestly be doing. Thank God for sports. And my Any Last Words segment, let's show Washington football what the damn New York Giants are made of tonight, people. Let's get physical.